재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵. Well, China, known to have some of the world's most restrictive policies on the dissemination of information, is moving to strengthen its grip over the internet as it. rolls out draft rules that will effectively ban web addresses not approved by local authorities. To find out more about the current situation with China and their internet policy, very pleased to have joining us from King's College London for Chinese politics, Kerry Brown. Hello. Hi, hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us, sir. I I think most people who follow the news know that uh, China has... uh, a somewhat restrictive internet environment. We've been hearing about the Great Firewall of China and whatnot. Can you just tell us and get us up to speed on what they're currently trying to do? Yes. So in the last year, they were talking much more about internet sovereignty. And at the moment, I think the interpretation of what the Chinese authorities are trying to do is to kind of really um, regularize all of the various regulations that have been knocking around uh, in different ways in different areas over the last few years um, and actually kind of put it down very clearly, saying what is and isn't permissible, uh, you know, to kind of operate in China, what sorts of content uh, foreign uh, suppliers are able to supply and under what terms and how they have to go through local kind of, uh, you know, entities. Um, this is a little bit similar to the kinds of laws that have been introduced about non-government organizations. There's much more kind of attempt to put into law what the ground rules are. Uh, the problem with that, I suppose, is that, uh, of course, when you state so broadly what the laws are, when you put it down so starkly, then immediately people are very, very kind of upset. And the things that were taken as implicit, and they may well have been working with in the past, uh, because they're put down in black and white, immediately get people's backs up. So it's really kind of caused a strong response because this sort of attempt to systematically put down what you can and can't do as a foreign, you know, kind of provider or someone, you know, providing content in China and trying to run a web platform in China... I mean, that's, that's never sort of been done so starkly before. So it is causing a great deal of consternation amongst the you know, kind of content suppliers and those who are trying to operate in this space. Certainly, and uh, we know that uh, many of these uh, IT firms, these uh, Internet-based companies, the ones that provide content, as you say, uh, find this market they have for years now to be uh, potentially very lucrative. Uh, as far as the average Chinese citizen, though, who's, who's already been, I suppose, <laughs> well accustomed to uh, how the government there uh, regulates their Internet, is it a major game changer for, for the Chinese Internet user? I mean, the only thing that's really changed over the last two or three years is, of course, uh, the technology. The, the government's been able to really control access much more. The Great Firewall of China, as we call it, uh, which stops unwanted content coming in and unwanted sites being accessible has become much more effective in a way. So Gmail used to be very, very easy to get to. And now even with proxy servers, it's, it's not easy. Mm. Um, those that really, so those that really want to get access to this, you know, sort of the foreign sites, um, they can still do it, although it's a bit more difficult. Of course, for the vast majority of people who are not, you know, sort of technically right. savvy or don't want to spend the extra money, um, then it's become, you know, that they just don't, that they don't have access. 
Um, the great firewall is still very leaky. There's still stuff that gets through. So it's not complete. But on the whole, it's become surprisingly resilient and able to keep out the things, political things in particular, that the Chinese government doesn't want people to get access to in any great volume. For the uh, companies that do want to do business in China, it, it appears then the the authorities that be in China have made a calculated decision and come to the conclusion that, look, our market is attractive enough that uh, for a lot of these uh, companies, let's say a Google, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're going to have to play by the rules and they expect by their calculation that these companies will just have to grin and bear it. Is that correct? Yes, I mean, I think that's been their philosophy now for a number of years. So when Google left in, I think, 2010, 2011, you know, the Chinese government's attitude was, oh, you're going to kind of be walking away from a place that you'll probably ultimately regret. Uh, Google by their guns, and it doesn't seem to have impacted on their global business at all. Uh, for China, really, they've created their own, you know, sort of indigenous, the sort of local platforms uh, Baidu and Alibaba, you know, basically they really duplicate what you know, sort of foreign models are uh, for a local kind of, uh, you know, sort of local audience, and that's commercially been very successful to them. I think the people that really suffer under this, however, are those companies going into China or those companies from abroad who are trying to work in China, uh, for whom information is important, who mm. have no political agenda at all. And, you know, it's really, really tough now to, if you're traveling in China, if you're just sort of visiting uh, and you're trying to do work, you know, we've all had experience of this. You kind of get huge problems getting online and you get huge problems getting access, access to absolutely standard information. You know, you can't go onto Wikipedia, you can't go onto, right. let's say, Gmail. Um, and so it's really become a kind of big impediment um, to many, many people visiting. And I think also to really link up with some Chinese partners when you're doing, you know, kind of absolutely standard business or academic work. This is a new consideration that really slows things down. There is an economic cost to China uh, because of lack of the sort of access to information. That might be a bigger loss than people think because basically you don't have a free atmosphere for people to get information from the web that they would from elsewhere. And that means that, you know, this great innovation yeah. culture that the Chinese government wants is very difficult to achieve at the moment. It does seem like in the long term as people around the world, where, whether you're in Africa or in Asia or in Europe or, or the Americas, where everybody is so interconnected now and everyone has access to the digital world that uh, people might in the long term, whether it's expats who might choose to live there or academics or business people, I've read these accounts where it's just, as you say, it's this big cat and mouse game. You have to sign up for this VPN uh, account or you have to try to use a proxy this way or you have to get this kind of a device. And we're at the end of the day, people might go, look, it might not be worth our while. And, and is that what you're talking about with the, the cost that they will have to deal with in the future? Yes. I mean, it's a big, uh, you know, sort of contradiction as China becomes more integrated into the global economy and needs the global economy as much as the global economy needs it. You know, this process has been going on and continues. At the same time, you have a kind of inequality in, you know, the ways in which information is available most of the, you know, rest of the world. Uh, within China, it's a kind of enormous, you know, sort of imbalance because, uh, you know, for North America, for Europe, for Australia, you know, the principal trading partners of China, the biggest markets you really have you know, kind of yeah. information-led economies where the better the information and the quicker you get access to it, the better it is for your economy. 
Whereas in China, you've got this massive sort of drag where, you, you know, it's not that you're looking for particularly subversive information. I mean, people on the whole aren't. Mm-hmm. But it's just that the whole mechan- you know, mechanics, basically, of the Internet in China is very clunky. You know, sort of download speeds are very slow. And the whole thing is like it's got this massive kind of, you know, break on it, uh, which is the Great Firewall of China, meaning that everything that comes into the right. country, almost like people movements, has to sort of get a kind of permission uh, to, to do so. And that's, that, of course, slows things down. Very interesting indeed. We will have to leave it there. But thank you so much for joining us and for sharing us uh, your expertise, sir. Thank you very much. Kerry Brown from King's College London, Soul City News up next.